Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the wide receiver position for week four of the NFL season. So I'm going to be breaking down all 16 matchups, talking about all the fantasy football relevant wide receivers, and then giving them a start or sit designation. Basically what I feel comfortable with them in my starting lineup. That way I talk about, you know, all the players that you guys have on your teams. So this video really can be useful for everyone. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. That could be thoughts on this video. It could be waiver wire questions, trade questions, other start sets, any of that stuff, just drop it down below and I'll be responding to every single comment. But let's just get started with the Thursday night football game. We have the Jaguars traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. And on this Jaguars team, I'm going to be listing Marvin Jones as a start. I'm still very skeptical of this offense overall, but it does look like Marvin Jones has kind of established himself as the number one of this offense. You know, I don't think it's like a clear designation, but so far through three weeks, if I had to pick one of these three, it would be Marvin Jones. And then I'm going to have DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault as sits. I just don't think with the state of this offense right now, they just can't support three starting wide receivers. So that's why I'm going to be rolling with Jones and then sitting at Chark and Chenault. On this Bengals side, you know, a lot of this is going to depend on whether or not T. Higgins is healthy. If T. Higgins is healthy and ready to go, it's going to be Jamar Chase and T. Higgins as starts and Tyler Boyd as a sit. If T. Higgins is out, then I would shift Tyler Boyd to be a start as well. I just really like choosing two of these guys. I don't know if all three of them can be super effective on a week-to-week basis, and so I'd rather be going with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, who I think have more big playability compared to Tyler Boyd, who's going to get more of his points through overall volume, and it's just tough to get that volume when you are competing with two other very talented wide receivers. Let's move on to Sunday, where we have the Titans taking on the Jets, and I don't even have A.J. Brown listed here. Right now, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. And it looks like he's definitely going to be missing this week, potentially two, three more weeks. You know, I've been seeing some doctors say that this kind of thing can linger on from like three to five weeks, which is definitely not ideal, but that's going to make Julio Jones almost a must start in this offense. So I have him here listed as a start. And then for a sit, I have Nick Westbrook. I'm going to butcher that third part of the name. So I'm not even going to try to say it. We have Nick Westbrook. He's going to be a sit. He put together a nice week three performance. You know, I just don't trust throwing him into my lineup after one solid game. On the Jets side, I have Corey Davis listed as a start. And this is kind of a tough call just because this Jets offense is so bad overall. So he's kind of a fringe start. And then Braxton Berrios and Jamison Crowder, who we haven't even seen yet, are going to be on the bench. Then we have the Chiefs who are traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And the only wide receiver I'm going to be starting is Tyreek Hill. You know, I know he's had rough back-to-back games, but he is still one of the best fantasy football wide receivers, and he has got to be in your lineup. And then I'm going to be sitting McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and I also listed Josh Gordon here. He just recently signed with the Chiefs. I don't even know if he's going to be active for week four of the season, but I would not trust him in my lineup right away. You know, he's definitely years removed from his prime, plus he hasn't played in, what is it, like definitely over a year at least. So he's going to be a sit until we see anything else from him. And then on the Eagle side, I'm going to be sitting all of these wide receivers, Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins. 
Week three was not a good look on Monday Night Football for that Eagles offense, and none of these guys have truly separated themselves. You know, Devonta Smith definitely has that big name from college, but I mean, he had a nice week one. Week two and week three have definitely been less than ideal. So until any of these guys really separate as the clear wide receiver one, they are going to be listed as sits moving forward. We've got some top tier wide receivers playing here in this Panthers-Cowboys matchup. DJ Moore has got to be locked into the starting lineup. It really looks like this year could be the time where he emerges into like that top 12 wide receiver group. He looks that good and he's been given the opportunity in that offense this year. Robbie Anderson has got to be a sit from now on. He has just been non-existent in this Panthers offense. And until something changes, he's going to continue to be on the bench. And honestly, like in eight, maybe even 10 team leagues, you got to start thinking about cutting Robbie Anderson. Honestly, in eight, probably more likely 10, you may just have to hold on because you probably still spent decent draft capital, but we are at that point with Robbie and then also sitting at Terrace Marshall just hasn't done enough to be listed as a start. For this Cowboys team, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper are still locked into my lineup. I know Cooper has had two back-to-back, you know, not insane games. He still has got to be in your lineup. The Cowboys have gone super heavy with the running backs in the last two games, and I do think there's just going to be a little bit of a shift more over to those wide receivers, Dak throwing the ball. You know, it's going to shift back and forth all season, so those guys are in for some big games. Then we have the Giants traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And for this Giants team, this is kind of up in the air because there's a lot of injuries on this wide receiver core. You've got Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, who both left the week three game with hamstring injuries. And then you had Kenny Galladay, who was dealing with a hip injury going into that game. So I'm kind of approaching this as if all three of these guys are healthy. And if they are all healthy, then it's going to be Sterling Shepard as a start. He has proven that so far he is the wide receiver one. And then it's going to be Galladay and Slayton on the bench. You know, if we're in a situation where Shepard and Slayton are not 100%, but Galladay is, then I do think he could also be listed as a start here for the Saints. I don't trust this wide receiver core at all. I don't really trust anyone on this offense except for Alvin Kamara. So Marquez Callaway, even though he had a nice week three performance, he is going to be on the bench along with Deontay Harris. In this Browns-Vikings game, Odell Beckham is going to be a start for me. This Browns wide receiver room is basically non-existent. You have Jarvis Landry on the IR and Odell Beckham looked pretty solid coming back in week three. So he should continue to be a starter. And then for the Vikings, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen locked in as starts. KJ Osborne definitely took a step back in week three. Still someone to keep your eye on, but right now you just can't have him in your starting lineup. Then we have a divisional matchup between the Lions and the Bears. Khalif Raymond had a solid week three, a lot of volume. Cephas has had his moments as well, but they're both going to be sits. You know, I don't think this is a Lions team that's going to be relying on their wide receivers. They're going to use those two running backs and they're going to be using TJ Hawkinson. Plus overall, this is a solid Bears defense. So I'm just not interested in that Lions wide receiver room. For the Bears, Allen Robinson has been pretty miserable to start off this season from a fantasy football perspective and honestly from a real life NFL perspective, but he still has got to be a start. This seems to be like a get right matchup here against the Lions. And then I'm going to be sitting Darnell Mooney. He showed a lot of promise week one, just really hasn't produced in week two and week three. So it hasn't done enough for him to be a start. This next matchup here just has blowout written all over it. And that's the Texans traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. On this Texans team, 
Brandon Cooks has earned this role as a starter. He's someone that I really liked coming into the season, and he has just balled out. He is really the only capable wide receiver on this team, and they're just going to have to feed him the ball, especially if they're getting blown out. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, and that is going to help Brandon Cooks. On this Bills side, since I do think they're going to be putting up a lot of points, I have Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and Emmanuel Sanders all listed as starters. Gabriel Davis is going to be a sit in that matchup. Then we have the Colts taking on the Dolphins. For this Colts team, I feel like Michael Pittman has kind of established himself as the clear kind of number one. He's getting the most targets. He's put together some solid performances. So he's going to be a start. And then Zach Paschal is going to be a sit. For this Dolphins offense, we kind of need to reevaluate everything moving from Tua to Brissett. You know, with Tua, he was kind of spreading the ball out evenly to Jalen Waddell and Devontae Parker. We didn't get to see him play with Will Fuller, but here in week three, we saw a full game of Brissett at quarterback, and he just was targeting Jalen Waddell all over the place. So Waddell is going to be a start here. Devontae Parker is on the bench, and so is Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller could continue to see some more work on this offense. I'm pretty sure the Dolphins coach Brian Flores even came out and said we would like to get him a few more touches, get him more involved. I think he's probably the best wide receiver on this team overall. It's just a matter of him producing. You know, he had the suspension for week one and then was dealing with a personal issue. So just hasn't had a chance to build a lot of chemistry with Brissett or Tua. So for this week, it's going to be Waddle as a start, Parker and Fuller on the bench. And then in this next matchup here between the Washington football team and the Falcons, this is about as clear cut as it can get. Terry McLaurin and Calvin Ridley are in your starting lineups, and any other wide receivers on these teams are going to be sits. These are both two offenses that are just so dominated by these wide receiver ones that a lot of the other guys just aren't going to be getting enough volume. This is a really exciting matchup here between the Seahawks and the 49ers. And for the Seahawks, this is locked in every single week. Metcalf and Lockett are starters. And then for the 49ers, Debo Samuel has been great. So he should definitely be a starter. And I actually do also have Brandon Ayuk here listed as a starter. It seems like he's basically earned his 2020 role back. He finally put together his first like fantasy startable performance. And I think he's just going to build on that. The talent is 100% there. And now that he's getting the opportunities, he should just continue to develop and put together some better performances. So I would feel confident starting him going into week four. Then another actually nice matchup here between the Cardinals and the Rams. A lot of fantasy relevant wide receivers here. On the Cardinals side, I'm going to be starting DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. There's been a lot of hype about Rondell Moore, but I think people have kind of just been avoiding the player who's likely the wide receiver two on this team, and that is Christian Kirk, and that is why I have him here as a start. I'm going to be sitting Rondell Moore. I really like the player. I think he's very talented. He just doesn't have the snap share that a guy like Christian Kirk has and the overall opportunities. So he is going to be on the bench with AJ Green. For this Rams team, I'm going to be starting Cooper Cup. That is a no-brainer. And I'm also going to be starting Robert Woods. I mean, this is getting a little bit risky here with Woods. He's had three straight games of just not good production. I would have to think He's got to pick it up just a little bit because we know the talent is there. So far, we've just not seen it. He has not been super involved in this offense, but you know, one or two more weeks, I think we've kind of just got to hold on hope for Woods and we can't even really trade him because he was probably like a fourth, you know, maybe even late third round pick on your teams. 
and has basically done nothing. So just kind of hoping that Woods can start to break out. And then I'm going to be sitting Deshaun Jackson. I know he had a really huge week three, but this is what's going to happen. You know, he's no longer a wide receiver one or wide receiver two on a team. He's going to have a few of these monster games throughout the season, but just not something you want to rely on in your offense. The next game here is going to be between the Steelers and the Packers. And for the Steelers team, I'm just going to be assuming that all three of those wide receivers are healthy going into week four. And if that's the case, it's going to be Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson as starters and Juju Smith as a sit. He is just so clearly the wide receiver three behind Claypool and Deontay Johnson. I just don't want him in my lineup. He's not even that safe anymore. He doesn't have the upside that he used to have. So right now he's going to be a sit. You know, there is potential that Deontay Johnson misses another game. If he does, that would make starting Juju a little bit more palatable. But Juju is also dealing with a rib injury. So we don't even know if he's going to be 100%. So that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. For this Packers team, Devontae Adams, no question, number one overall wide receiver in your lineup. And I'm going to be sitting Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He had a really solid week three after being missed on a ton of open deep balls in week two. He's kind of this big play guy, but just not someone that I want to rely upon in my offense on a week-to-week basis. In this Ravens-Broncos matchup, I'm going to be starting Marquise Brown. He was pretty terrible in week three, dropped at least two touchdown passes. That game should not have been as close as it was. He had a ton of opportunities and really could have put together a monster game, but he didn't. Overall, he's played well. I will say just watch out for Rashad Bateman, who I do believe is eligible to come off the IR this week. It seems like he has started practicing, and he's someone who could definitely eat into Marquise Brown's work. I was really high on him going into the season, so I'm excited to see him in this lineup. And then I'm going to be sitting Sammy Watkins. He just hasn't done enough for me to want him in my starting lineup. For this Broncos team, I feel confident starting Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick. I don't have anyone listed as a sit here because KJ Hamler tore his ACL. And after Hamler, you know, it's just all over on this team for wide receivers. So those are really the only two guys I'm focused on. Then it's the matchup that I am most excited about this week, Tom Brady's revenge game. And I'm going to be starting all of these wide receivers. This is something I'm going to be doing every single week. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. I mean, definitely assuming that Antonio Brown is off of the COVID list. I think all three of these guys can feast. This is a solid Patriots defense, but that Bucks passing attack is so lethal. All these guys can still produce. On this Patriots team, I'm going to be starting Jacoby Myers. I do think he can take advantage of this questionable Buccaneer secondary. I just don't really feel confident with Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Jacoby Myers is the only guy who's been able to put up some solid numbers on a consistent basis. Then we have Monday night football here, Raiders taking on the Chargers. And this Raiders team was really tough to call. I ended up going with Hunter Renfro as a start and Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards as a sit. I would say that Ruggs and Edwards definitely have the higher ceilings on a week-to-week basis, but Renfro is just much safer. On this Chargers side, it's got to be Keenan Allen and Mike Williams locked into your lineup. Both of these guys are looking like really solid picks this year, especially Mike Williams. He may be the best overall value we've seen in drafts this year. The man has been absolutely absurd. He's been outproducing Keenan Allen, which is pretty crazy, especially considering that Keenan Allen has been putting together some really nice numbers. So both of those guys locked into your lineups. All right, so those are all 16 week four matchups. If you guys enjoyed the content, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. 
Also check out my running back start sits. I'm going to be posting the quarterbacks and tight ends tomorrow. And then yesterday I went through my buy low players, sell high players and waiver wire targets. So all of that stuff is out there for you guys, but thank you for stopping by and I'll see you next time.